This is the EP Growth Podcast from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. We are here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young EPs in the industry. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McAfee, and joined back again with me is manager of Hunter Rehab and Health, Chris Goward. How are you going, mate? Well, thanks, Rhino. And hello, everybody. Good to be back at the crease with you, mate. It feels like it's been, it's always a long time between uh, between podcasts for us too, but good to be back today. Yeah, we've strayed away from our, our consistency and our regularity with these podcasts. There's a few things been happening uh, in the clinic that we've been prioritizing, but um, really hoping to build some consistency back here with the podcast and keep providing that value for for the listeners out there but uh what's been happening in your world mate plenty going on at the moment into the uh the september challenge the clinic's running uh that's kind of taken over a little bit in the background for me which has been a good thing um plenty plenty more awareness uh on on how much or how little in fact i was moving beforehand mm. so mm. i can get caught i think anyone can get caught up in their day-to-day roles and responsibilities and then yeah for me just moving was starting to become a little bit secondary. So it's been good to put a bit more emphasis back on that. And um, yeah, just pay a little bit more attention, feeling good for it, mate. Hmm. I'm a little bit concerned about the, um, the load management uh, with uh, September, mate. How are the tendons pulling up? Um, a little bit well, of, I've got a bit a few, of overload. A few old man calf issues going on at the moment. Don't worry about that. I was out uh, with Alf this morning having a bit of a walk and i thought we'll, we'll just chuck in a little bit of jog a bit of jog walk it'll be fine and uh the cars were having none of it it was a solid walk only but um what do you reckon in the clinic yeah. who do you reckon's going strong and who do you reckon's going to come up a little bit short um oh dark dark horse i think um our lovely receptionist ella she's yeah. um she's got the athletic background and um yeah she's getting those um those k's in that's for sure so um, yeah, keep a close eye on her. She's got that work ethic and um, I think she'll pull pull through. Yeah, it's been cool to see um, people like Kels and, uh, and even Bree find a little bit of that competitive uh, streak this, this sort of last week or so where they're pumping out squats and push-ups in the middle of the waiting room just to get them done so people can, can see them, a bit of evidence of them doing it. But uh, they're nice and fired up for it. So I'd be backing those guys in. But I'll tell you what, our mate Mark, trying to shoot under 98 golf. I'm worried. I reckon, I reckon he's going to be stung a hundred bucks here. Yeah. We'll watch this space. We'll keep you updated with uh, what's happening, <laughs> what's happening with the goals, but um, yeah, we won't waste any more time, mate. Let's dive straight into it and um, get Let's into today's topic. So really wanted to provide some value uh, for the listeners out there today and talk a little bit more about how to go from um, a new grad EP to a high-performing EP. Like what is what is the difference between a, a new grad and, and going into a high-performing EP? And this is purely from our perspective and what, what um, actions, um, behavior types, what, what type of things that we're looking for um, to obviously show more value to the clinic that you are working in and be classified as a high-performer. Um, but yeah, I might throw to you uh, first, Chris. What um, what are some of those key things? What's what's the first key thing you, you look for um, that would classify someone as a as a high performer within their clinic? Yeah, I think we'll start at the start, obviously, mate. And uh, foundation to everything we do, and it's providing um, 
great outcomes, great results to our patients. I think that's where it all begins. Sometimes when you start off, you're sort of still getting the lay of the land and how to work through your process and how to engage with different types of clients and all that sort of stuff to, to be able to provide the best possible outcomes for them. So I think that's right at the start. Getting that nailed down is, is where you want to start. Mm. And the key distinction here would be, I guess I'll ask the question back to you, Chris. What what if you've got an EP and their whole caseload, they've got 40, 50 clients and they all, the clients absolutely adore this EP. They absolutely love them. They love their sessions when they come in. Um, however, you've checked in the last six months and no one has actually achieved their their goals on their management plan. Would, would that still be classified as a high performer? Look, not necessarily. It is in one way because it's it's difficult to, to generate that level of rapport with your clients. So certainly they're achieving something there. They're, they're making their clients feel comfortable. But on the other hand, if you wanted to delve into it, you know, they're coming to see you for an outcome. They want a result. So if you think about it, if you're just building rapport with them and, and they love seeing you, they're enjoying your company, but you're not providing something meaningful in terms of results, you're not progressing. Like, are you doing them a disservice? And therefore, are you being valuable? So you could argue, no, you're not. You know, sometimes you might need to um, part of your role in having their best interests at heart is to have a bit of an accountability chat with your clients and say, Hey, like, you know, we have great times. We have lots of chats, but you know, it's time to knuckle down. We've got to progress towards this goal. So, you know, perhaps your ability to not only build rapport, but to hold someone to account is a really valuable attribute as an EP. Yeah. Great distinction there. Build rapport, but keep them to account. So I think it's, um, yeah, that balance between um, yeah, being empathetic, but also accountable at the same time. Good distinction. Uh, excellent. All right. So yeah, obviously first, um, first one there is patient care, patient outcomes, focusing on that patients. What, um, what else could, could an EP be doing to, to show that value or display that they are a high performer in their clinic? Yeah, I think somewhat of a natural progression of things is once you're starting to demonstrate that you can handle your own client load, you can get some great outcomes with those guys. It's it's starting to um, lead others in the clinic, lead other lead other team members, uh, starting to help them get to a similar level that you're operating at. So being an influential uh, team building player, so not not solely helping those guys achieve outcomes, but being a positive influence in your workplace. So that could be you know, someone's having a rough day and you help to pick them up so they can perform at their best. Could be um, lending some advice or um, someone might be really busy and, and struggling a bit. So you jump in and help them out with a couple of simple tasks that, that they can remain at their best. Um, that would be for mine, one of the next levels to this is to really start showing value in your clinic uh, beyond your current caseload. Mm, yeah, very good point. And I think there's a lot of uh, sporting analogies that can be used in, in business terms as well. And I think if you think of a, um, a football team, rugby league team, it's, um, yeah, it's about that player that can bring up, bring up other players around them. And um, yeah, they can be an expert player themselves and great individual skills, but can they get the most out of other players? Um, one that comes to mind is the, the great Paul Harrigan, um, excellent front rower, but people just wanted to play for him because he got around it. He helped he helped the other team members uh, when the head was down. And um, yeah, that's that's a high performer. That's that's adding value. You're not only performing your own duties and doing well, um, he's doing his hit-ups, doing his tackles, but um, yeah, he's helping those other players get around and and uh, get that extra 1% out of them. Yeah, so spot on, mate. Oh, chief. But yeah. Um... Beyond that, mate, we're probably getting in towards um, probably the, the adding value on a more manager, sort of senior operating level, I mm. would say. So 
what have you got there as um as how to add value beyond that level beyond yeah. lifting others yeah so this one i've come across uh recently in the last few months, which I've realized how can someone add, add value? And it's just put it simply, it's to solve problems. Um, that there's day-to-day problems, week-to-week problems, month-to-month problems in the clinic. Uh, not necessarily big problems, but there are problems. And managers, clinic owners, um, they're working on high-value tasks. And to deal with the, the, the smaller problems, so to say the least, can be very, very time-consuming. Um, we get... Uh, presented with a lot of problems from team members and it's our job to, to solve that. However, a high-performing EP or a high-performing team member should really have the mindset of understanding what the problem is and presenting a solution. And even maybe one step further is implementing that solution. And then the, the problem hasn't even been acknowledged or raised to the manager. It's been brought up by a team member. Um, solution has been discussed by that team member and implemented by that team member. So a quick uh, quick example of this was a few few months back in the clinic here. A, uh, we were at capacity for that week. We couldn't take on any more new clients. However, one of our main referrers sent through uh, an urgent referral. They needed to be seen that week. And she sent the referral through to myself and said, this person needs to be seen. And she'd been told by admin, they couldn't be seen. So it was a problem I was faced with. I had to ask one of the team members to either stay back or um, yeah, another team member to see another client to free up some time for another uh, team member to get an initial assessment in. It was, yeah, I was thinking about all different scenarios and it was taking about about an hour of my time. Um, However, this high performer came to me and said, um, I've acknowledged it. Um, I've moved something around in my calendar and I've fit that person in. They're seeing me tomorrow and I've replied back to the referrer and they're happy with the outcome. Um, Yeah, problems resolved, done. So it required zero of my input. Um, It was just that high performing EP just taking initiative and solving that problem then and there. And that's just a small example of how someone can provide that that value into the clinic by solving solving just one problem um, of the many problems that we face uh, in the clinic. I was about to say it's significant. I think um, if you look behind the curtain, they're trying to sort of run a clinic. There's a thousand little different things that need to be done that that all add up to be, you know, huge tasks. Like if you want to say value, like they're massive value tasks. They can be the mm-hmm. difference makers in a whole of different things happening for that clinic. So if you're trying to get through those tasks and face with all these little problems on a day-to-day basis, having to go away from these big tasks that realistically only you can do, yeah, that's a strain on your time. So if you've got a team member that can handle some of these things for you and allow you to focus on those, those big tasks that realistically only you can do at that point in time, yeah, that's a huge value add. So um, totally agree there. My, th- my thoughts on that there was if you've got someone that is able to handle problems like that, that can influence other team members and, and pick them up and manage their own, their own caseload as they go. It, it helps me to feel a whole lot more confident and, and have more trust in them to handle the day-to-day issues. And when I say trust, it's not, uh, you know, not to, to be a negative on anybody else, but I, I can feel comfortable that I can leave that person in control of something and it's going to be handled. Uh, there's, there's not going to be any issues there. They're not going to sort of freak out or be overwhelmed with it. They're going to be just fine to get that done. From there, that helps to open up new roles for that person. So you're starting to talk now about career progression. It gives them some more responsibilities. From there, you can start to talk about increased wage. 
and then you've got increased job satisfaction and it's a the, the loop continues it goes back to more trust more roles it just keeps going along like that so it's a bit of a feedback loop in itself is if you can be someone that, that solves problems not only does it help you uh, help your manager but it's going to help you in your career progression yeah most definitely and even still on that um, problem solving topic um there's a lot of problems that might not seem like problems, but sometimes a problem in the clinic is um, what might be an ongoing problem is new clients is a clinic needs new clients to run. That's a problem. If that person can solve that by generating their own new clients through great reputation and getting word of mouth referrals, getting direct referrals from surgeons, um, doctors, things like that, and building their caseload with uh, referrals coming into the clinic, you're solving a problem. You're solving a problem that the clinic has and a very expensive problem as well sometimes. So that is another way to add value. And like I said, um, it will likely result in, if you are adding more value, then increased uh, increased salaries and um, increased opportunities in the future. So I think it's important for uh, free piece to think what uh, problems does a clinic have and what can you see and how can you provide value to that but um let's summarize those key points for the for the um for the listeners there chris so we've got number one uh way to add value is yep starting with your patients provide great outcomes for your patients focus there first yep excellent what do we have as um as number two yep next one you want to be leading others in your clinic well you want to try and lift them up help them to get to a high standard um, where, that, where everyone in the clinic is operating at a similar level. So that would be number two. Um, launching into number three, that was um, what you mentioned, mate, solving problems. If you're a problem solver, if you can present something that uh, needs to be fixed and then how it can be fixed and then say, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'll take it on for you, that's huge. It's a value-add, it's a time save. It's it's just another thing on the manager's plate that that is now not there. So um, it's a massive one. And then finally, mate, uh, referrals one yeah 100% if you generate referrals for your clinic and they're directly to you and you are responsible for them it's very clear clear as day that is value you are providing value and um, that's a high performer you're obviously good at what you do people are referring to yourself and um, you should be recognized for that within your clinic um, as a highly valuable team member and a high performer um, so- any last yeah, yeah, yeah. So as um as a clinic owner, Rhino, let's say someone's listening to this podcast now and they're they're ticking them off. You know, yep, I've done that. I've done that. I'm certainly doing this. I'm I'm getting some referrals generated from my clinic, but I'm not being recognised. There's no sort of, it's not coming back to me. I'm not getting new responsibilities or more trust or my pay hasn't changed. Like, mm. what would you say to that person? Mm. I think it's yeah, it's communication. Um, communication is is everything. I would tell you that person to go to their their manager or, or director, and what I like to see is absolute clarity, um, and that helps me um, give back even more so. So if a team member came to me um, saying I want more responsibilities, I want more money, that's very difficult for me to provide an endpoint to. Um, it's very, very important for someone to come to me with a six-month or a 12-month goal in terms of their salary. Hey, I'm on 75000 a year. By the end of the year, I'd love to be on $80,000 a year. What do I need to do in order to get that type of salary? If someone says that to me and they've obviously they've, that clarity and they've, they've, they've gone out of their way to do that, guess what? I'm energized. I'm keen. This person's keen. I'm keen. It's, I want to make it a win-win situation to say and give them a clear, um, clear list of things. Um, and so that expectation is, is met either way, but I guess if you're doing these tasks and not talking to your director, exactly what you want, then they're, 
in the dark as well. So they're not really quite sure. Some team members aren't motivated by money. Some people would like a bit more flexibility in their roster or I, I don't know. But if someone doesn't come to me with their actual salary goals, then I just assume um, they don't have any particular goals there. So they need to communicate that with me. And I'm more than happy to come up with a framework um, or a plan in order for them to reach that goal in that time period. They just need to be very clear with what they want um, and by when, and I'll let them know if it's realistic or not and uh, and then put a plan in place. So that's what I highly encourage people to do because I think it's quite rare in the, rare in the workplace. But if you have a great um, manager or boss, um, they should be able to work with you on that and make it a win-win situation. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great advice. It's Let's put down the plan and then make it work. So anyway, that's how you can be a, a high performer. Excellent, mate. Thanks for your time again. Absolutely love this episode and um, yeah, catch you on the next one. Will do, mate. Thanks again. Bye for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I would be forever grateful if you left a review, subscribe to our channel and also share this podcast with any of your friends so we could ultimately grow this profession together. If you'd like any further information, please check us out on hunterrehab.com.au. Bye for now.